we're right we're right in the thick of um best of albums yeah best of the year you know we did our halfway best of the year mm-hmm. and uh i think we should do a full-on best of the year um do you feel do you feel prepared do you feel like you've listened to enough stuff uh yeah probably kind of give a good i don't i don't know if i don't know if it's even viable to do best ofs are really weird there's so much so many records came out this year so many records came out this year tons tons so many good yes this was a this was a good year don't let anybody fool you this was a good year in music if you don't don't listen to the cynics who you know are like oh the radio sucks and it's mumble rap <laughs> and uh, rock music's terrible, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of amazing records that came out this year. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do one. Yeah, we'll do we, one. we have to. We yeah. have to. Yeah. We were talking about doing a best of video game list, too, but yeah. we, uh, neither of us have really played all that many just games. Yeah, we just haven't played enough this year. Yeah. Uh, thanks to a good birthday haul, uh, I have. Yeah few of the ones that have been frequent frequenting uh, many of the other lists so maybe we can at least dabble so we can talk about them a little bit yeah but uh yeah, yeah. i mean there have been tons of great games this year too well speaking of your birthday hey. that's what's on tap for today so in honor of obesius turning the big three oh. oh it hurts to say oh my god my back oh he uh, had his hands on a Goose Island stout that's been aging since 2015, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 it's a it's it's a, a bourbon stout. Um, it's aged in the bourbon barrels, right? Yeah, yeah, original yeah, yeah. bourbon barrel aged stout. Yeah, I've kept from- it in the dark uh, since 2015. I remember buying it, I think, at Pat's Liquor mm. back in the day. It's um, it's an imperial stout. We're supposed to get intense aromas of charred oak, vanilla, caramel, and smoke. And that's just from, like, if you pop it open immediately. Yeah. We let this bitch age mm-hmm. from 2015 to 2018. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Marco Dupa. For my esteemed, wonderful, and powerful co-host, Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskis? We're going to have a good time, people. Okay. This is One Baron Podcast. sex <laughs> it smells like batman probably smells <laughs> it smells like batman's crotch mm. yeah pull up god damn it looks like distilled leather <laughs> just melted leather yeah we should say we actually had a uh, another aged one when we were in uh, savannah for my birthday too. yes yes uh, that one was just aged a year it was the let's see what was it Oh, the uh, Cigar City um, 
Marshall Zukov. Yes, yes, that's right. And the yeah. Marshall, I mean, the Marshall Zukov is is delicious. We've we've have we had that on the podcast? We had I to think have had so. it on. The I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's I, so good. Yeah. I, if it's on, if it's on tap at a bar, and uh, I, I I get that. Mm-hmm. I get it. When I'm like, oh, it's a, it's stout time. Mm-hmm. It's Marshall Zukov. Imperial Stout. All right, clink it up. Clink it up. Cheers to thirty. Prost. Mm. Wow, mm. <laughs> that's intense. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, you know, I've I've wanted to, I've wanted to taste like aged wine because mm-hmm. you always obviously hear it hear about it on cartoons and movies and shit like that. Oh, it's sixty five. Oh, it's a sixty five. What a great oh, year! What an, and he smells like the cork. Yeah. Oh, what an aroma! I feel like twenty fifteen was a pretty good year. Was it? Was it for me? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I yeah, guess. Fine. 2015. I meant like globally. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, <laughs> I was, I was thinking selfishly, <laughs> very, very personally, as I do. <laughs> I was thinking like, hmm, what was 2015 like? 2015 was okay year overall for me. They all just kind of run together. I don't After remember a while, when yeah. shit. Yeah, shit. People are like remember a couple years ago. That means like, we're I old. Guess. Yeah, they say the older you get, the shorter years feel. Yeah. Stop this train. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't want to think about shit like that. <laughs> but time just keeps on slipping. Mortality into the future. <laughs> into the future. How did it feel? Like when you woke up and you were like, I'm 30. Well, um, you know, honestly, once it happened, I feel like I freaked out less. But leading up to it, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of those, you know, it's it's one of those, um, I don't even know the word for it, like a, uh, a checkpoint in your life where you're like, am I doing what I want to do? Am I in the place I felt like I should be at this point? Mm. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people have that when they turn 25, you know, but... Yeah. At 25, I just had so much going on that I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants, I feel. Mm. So I feel like now, I mean, things haven't necessarily slowed down, but I feel like I have enough perspective to kind of be like, okay, I like this. I like this. I don't like this. I don't like that. Yeah. These are the things I have to put in in order for me to kind of progress in the way that I want to from now on. Yeah. And since I'm 30 now, that's a that's a hard set you know like age where it's like shit or get off the pot <laughs> you know so do you feel, yeah so do you feel like you're putting those things into action not yet i've <laughs> been 30 for like a week give me a second <laughs> but yeah no i just i i feel like kind of now's the time and i know i've, I've priced this on the podcast before but like now's the time <laughs> seriously <laughs> now's the time. seriously no i because I think some of that anxiety comes from thinking like, man, am I going to be one of those people that looks back when they're 50 years old and goes, ah, I should have done something. You yeah. Know? Just sitting there in your rocking chair going, ah, I could, I could have done so much more, <clears throat> you know? I think, I think our generation, I think you're going to see less and less of people looking back with regret mm-hmm. because our generation is so acutely aware of those things. Yeah. The people, you know, the generations before us, they were so like, well, they're know, wrapped into their family, right? It was it, that's that's what it was about, babies. you know. The generation before, like the the baby boomers, were literally like, let's have as many kids as we can, yeah. 
you know, we have to <laughs> repopulate the earth <laughs> after Make it a factory job. Yeah. And then the generation, uh, like our parents, I mean, my parents, uh, your dad was in the Navy, right? Uh, originally, but he ended up going to the Air Force. Okay. All right. He was in the Air Force longer. No. Uh, yeah. So you, I mean, you come from a military home for a little, a little while. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in it for how long was he in it? A couple of years. Yeah. 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 En- enough to, you know, get the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Got himself a sweet job at the USPS. Goddamn right. Mm-hmm. Benefits. Uh, my parents, you know, they, they both were in the army for, uh, my dad was in for two decades. My mom was in yeah. for 13 years. So, um, you know that was that was their priorities. It was mm. just like you know I'm gonna serve my country and then right. get out, get a good job, start a family. We're all like this generation. You know, call it what you want. I mean, some people call us the generation me, me, yeah, millennials, whatever. We're all very aware of not living in regret. Yeah, and well, really, really, I think seeking happiness more than anything. Right, and we yeah. don't we don't get the same happiness. I wouldn't even say it's really happiness. It's the satisfaction that our parents and grandparents got from simply providing. Yeah. And we I don't think we get that. No, no, we don't. We're, I think in that sense, we are kind of selfish. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think it's all, I think it's just the way that, that, that you're, you're brought up. We're afforded that though. Right. It's you a know, privilege. We're, we're allowed to have that. It's a privilege. We're not at war. Right. You know, we have, I guess, a stable enough economy to kind of make it all right. You could struggle, but you can do it. Uh, yeah. And, and and here's the thing, too. Like, you know, our, our our housing market is completely fucked. And, like, people are still living with their parents longer. Yeah. Um. You know, we're getting married later. We're having kids later. If at all. If at all. Because of kind of the way things are. Yeah. A lot of it is just financial stability. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of it is being selfish. And just not feeling ready for that yet. Yeah. You know, like we're seeing people having kids uh, up until their late 30s at this point. And that's not really looked at as such a like a, a freak show like it was in like the early 90s even. Yeah. Where it's like if you're having a baby when you're 38, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Whoa. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Your biological clock isn't going off. <laughs> right. Are you crazy? Right. And I understand that some of that's also just, you know, literal human nature where you want to make sure you, your kid has the best uh, uh, chances of coming out healthy mm. and you're you're healthy enough as a, a parent to be able to have fun with that kid too. That's, yeah. that's some of it. But I just feel like, I you know, we've seen a few of our, not in our close circle, but, you know, within our friends of friends, settle down, get married, have kids. Yeah. You know, Facebook friends or whatever. And like that's that's fine, but there are so many others that I've seen that aren't there yet. I you think, know, I mean, my dad was, my dad had four kids. My eldest brother's in his thirties. My dad had him in his twenties. He had me when he was, oh lord, thirty-two, thirty-one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, he had enough. He had enough energy. Yeah. <laughs> we we took the last little me and Lottie took the last little bit he had. <laughs> he said, I'm done. <laughs> I'm it? done. That's that's why he's like, I can't, no can't do this anymore. No more. <laughs> Please. That was it. Me and Lottie took the last Please little bit. God. Lottie especially. I'm sure. Yeah, I believe a, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, it it it's definitely a thing that like, you know, generationally we're like just afforded these opportunities. Contrary yeah. to um you know, if you look around, I mean, we we grow up looking around at at 
the political landscape and the financial landscape and the economic landscape and when we get worried and it gives a lot of people anxiety and stuff like that but think about if you know you're like oh my 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 internship at this record label isn't gonna pay the bills i gotta Mm. do this that and the other thing yeah well you're not in some fucking foreign land like Killing the other guy before he kills you. You know what I'm saying? Why like, are we doing this again? I don't know. Some shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fighting some old man's war. <laughs> right. Like, you know, some shit. Well, hopefully. Because some of us are. Some some people of our generation had to fight overseas. Yeah, they're still fighting they're some still old fighting. man's war. <laughs> exactly. And I feel sorry for right, them. Right, right. But it's not like they weren't drafted, you know? Right. But they, maybe they chose that. Maybe they were put in a situation where they felt like they had to. I'm not trying to discount that. You know, so a lot of a lot of people that are in our military came from very like, you know, uh, low opportunities. Yeah. And went in there to try to find opportunity and try to find meaning and get yeah. out of their small town. Or yeah. Whatever. I mean, we're, we're not sitting here, you know, shitting on the military. We, I just said that we're both from military families. Oh, so absolutely. we're not shitting on the military. I think what I think my point is. We are in a situation where we are very privileged to be able to, you know, struggle the way that Mm -hmm. we struggle where it's like not even real. It's not on the same level. No, no, no. But it feels like it is. Well, to us in our perspective, I I guess the reason that I even preface any of this Mm -hmm. is so that once we complain later on in the show, (laughs) you can you can go back to the beginning. It's like, okay, they're they're aware enough (laughs) to know, like. They're super privileged. Now, right. okay, now come down to our macro level of complaining. Right. Right. This is all relative. We what are you all mad about? Yeah. <laughs> so don't hit us with the what are you mad about yeah, yeah. because we get that we are privileged and mm-hmm. we get that, you know, relative to other people's struggles. <laughs> right. We have it really good. Even in different countries right now. Like, right now. Yeah. yeah. Like right now. Yeah. Today. <laughs> Even in different parts of this city. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I was going to say country and then get even closer uh, state yeah. and even closer city. Drive half an hour away from here. Yeah. People are having a rougher time. Right. Yeah. So we get that. Right. But you are listening to two middle class guys <laughs> complain about living in the middle class. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't turn it off. Please don't turn it <laughs> off. Stay. Just keep it on. We'll stay. We'll change. Just keep we'll, it on. We'll mute change. it. Mute it and keep it on. Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> mute, mute it and keep it on. Yes. Just give us that play. That's mm-hmm. all we care about. We just want a full play. Please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway. So, you know, uh, Savannah. Savannah, was, yeah. It was a good trip. Yeah, we we had a good time. I, mean, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, weather wasn't the best, but you <laughs> no, know, we got soaked on Saturday. Night. But we made we made the best of it. We did. We did. We we really recovered from a really shitty sort of early Saturday night. Uh, oh, by the way, that's why there wasn't an episode last week. Right. Yes. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. Just so everybody knows. <clears throat> so yeah, Savannah, great time. Uh, great time. Great time. Great, great, great city. Was that wasn't your first time going? Was it? That was my first time. Really? Being in Savannah, yeah. Oh man. I, I mean, I've been, been to Georgia before. I would have been more of a host if I would have known that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. no. But it was, it was still, I, it was still a good time. It was still a good time. So. Yeah. Um. We didn't really get to do a whole lot of, like, touristy things. We no. kind of saw a few things in passing. We didn't get to do... Um, I mean, we talked about the ghost tours and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah I had the feeling that happened once we got there. Like, cause, just because we didn't schedule it. Yeah. So I knew if we didn't schedule it, it wouldn't happen. But we spent uh, the time as you would expect it. 
Um, mostly bar hopping. Getting lit. Getting lit. Getting lit. Um, and yeah, I mean, just randomly stumbling across some really good food along yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Strangely good food. Strangely good food. Yeah. Great surprises. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Full. Full. Look it up. Full. F U L L. It's in Full. the back of a bar uh, called the Barrel House, was it? I think it was. You know what's funny? I forgot the name of the bar, but right. not the name of. <laughs> I think it's Barrel House. Barrel House, so, something like that. It's in the back of a of a bar, yeah. a regular ass bar. Yeah. Um. It's a little little some like restaurant you know, window piece back there. of shit bar with like bench seating and shit. And yeah. Like TVs and uh, playing jingle all the way. <laughs> yeah. Which <Much> appreciate. <laughs> we ended up watching like half the movie. We watched. We watched like, I'd say like three quarters of that movie, dog. Like I watched a good majority uh, of it. Was, it was a good time. Yeah. It was a very good time. <laughs> Didn't even realize they had it downstairs until the next day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so uh good surprisingly good food mm-hmm. um nice nice environment rooftop bar rooftop bar rtb <laughs> rtb rtb r.i.p rtb mm. um homewood suites is where we stayed on river street yeah it was a good decent hotel so all in all good good weekend trip yeah. one of those one of a uh, nice little weekend getaway yeah. it was one of those that felt at the end of it like it barely happened yeah we needed more time which yeah. is how you should leave a trip i feel right <clears throat> and then immediately get back in town and then and then and then back to the work baby back to the work That's true you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. back to that grind back to that grindstone i've been so sitting here, here i've been are. i've been trying to um <clears throat> keep up or, or or trying to catch up to any any albums that i've missed mm-hmm. so like the earlier uh the the early album of the year lists that are coming out in yeah. like early December, late November and shit. I'm looking yeah. at those and I'm like, oh, I didn't listen to that. I ain't even know. I don't even know who that is. Blah blah blah. Trying to go through some of them, trying to make sure you know have a well-rounded uh, <clears throat> palette of yeah. of albums. I mean, to be honest, I don't know if there's anything that's gonna shake up my top five, top yeah, ten. Yeah, I'd say my my top three for sure are pretty tight. Yeah, I don't think anything's gonna mix that up unless I'm you know pleasantly surprised yeah by something i haven't listened to yet but i feel like i've listened to the majority of stuff that is on our radar yeah you know yeah at least given one listen to i may want to go back and give it a you know subsequent you know double dip i i'd I'd say i'd say listen to that new meek mill okay because some people are calling it album of the year i disagree okay but i do think it's a really good album well, that's do good. I, do that's I think it's not? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is good. I mean, especially for him, given the yeah. circumstances. Yeah. No. It's 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 actually really awesome that he was able to come out with something. I was gonna. I was thinking about doing it, bringing back the one minute reviews, um, mm-hmm. but whatever. That's a whole other thing. His he 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 came out with an EP earlier. Like when he when he first got out, he came out with an EP. It was like a summer ep it was like three songs mm-hmm. and they weren't that good like yeah. i was disappointed i mean they were all right and i was like this is this is what you fucking come out with like mm-hmm. you've got all these eyes on you everybody's waiting for you to come out with some shit and this is the shit you come out with this like, is your king like oh that's cool that's new that's part of the update <laughs> marco's macbook pro yeah, just yeah. came up on a screensaver and marco is instantly distracted <laughs> um <clears throat> So yeah, he puts that out. I was disappointed. So I was like, really, this is what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And then late, you know, fourth quarter of the year, Meek Mill comes out with Championships, mm-hmm. which is, you know, 
I mean, it's a fantastic album. It's Shouts really, out it's UCF really yeah. on Twitter. Yep. Uh, yep. And a few other people too, but it's good. mostly it's good. UCF. Shoutouts on uh, we got we got shoutouts on uh, hot ones. So that's, that's cool. True. Oh God, that made me so happy. <clears throat> people are uh, they're appreciating the the grind, man. Mm. The hustle, Love the hustle it. that Love these it. kids are put, going through. Give it to me. Um. So yeah, it's. It's really good. One of the things that is uh, kind of crept into the news, though, mm. because no album, no substantial album release could be without controversy. Mm. Controversy. 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 Was uh, one of the bigger songs on the album. It's called What's Free. Okay. And it's like a remake of What's Beef, uh, uh, Biggie Smalls' uh-huh. What's Beef. And that's another thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of beats on there where he just kind of flips, flips classic it, yeah. songs, which at first I was m- annoyed about, mm-hmm. but then I was like, okay, I kind of get what he's. This is like a championship run. This right, is like right, a right. victory lap. This is like it's almost a concept in a way, right? Yeah. And so if he's looking at it that way, if I'm seeing it the way he's trying to do it, right? I I fuck with it. Okay. I liked it. But when you first listen to it, you're like. You didn't really even flip that. <laughs> <laughs> like all you did was rap to so that. So this is a mixtape, right? Yeah. Um, so the the song "What's Free" it's made the news for two reasons. One, Jay Z drops off, you know, just an incredible, just a a, a, a masterful verse on there mm. where people are like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Jay Z's the greatest rapper of all time." That's right. <laughs> As we said, forgot about that. Yeah, he, he is the greatest of all time. But also. Because Rick Ross also drops off a very good verse. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Ross is quietly one of the best guest verses you could get. Like yeah. the dude is—I mean, he's solid, man. He comes with it. He yeah. comes with it when he's on a track. Um, but the reason that Rick Ross is in the news is because <gasps> oh, he decided that he was gonna drop an f bomb in one of his, in in his verse. And I'm not talking about fuck, because oh. we fucking say fuck all the fucking time. Relax. There goes all our fucking sponsors. Relax. No, no, my friends. He decided to 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 really slap people over the head with this one. So it's basically uh Takashi 69 diss. Alright? Really? These are the last four bars of his verse. Screaming gang gang, now you want a rat. Racketeering charges, caught him in a tap, caught him on the tap. Mm-hmm. Looking for a bond, lawyers want a tax. Purple ah, purple hair got them faggots on your back. Oof. That's how he ends the verse. Okay. And it's, I mean, I mean, you can't take that any other way than that being a Takashi yeah. 6ix9ine disc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty right. clear. So, obviously, I mean, people were really up in arms about him, you know, dropping that F word in there. And uh, so, I don't know. I, I have... I have feelings and thoughts on mm-hmm. it. Well, I mean, I I feel like it's not only it's not only the the f mom on that, but also the the line right after that, basically insinuating like prison rape. Yes, yes, that's exact. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. So it's not just a homophobic slur on its face. Right. I mean, he's literally saying like you're gonna get prison raped. <laughs> right. Exactly. As a punchline, <laughs> so, which has always been problematic uh, in today's. Uh, and see and and stage that's the thing about this this verse i i do believe that that word should just be it should just kill it just just stop saying it period right yeah but i I mean that's all we agreed yeah yeah i mean we've talked about this uh a lot actually we talked about it uh when eminem did it when he made news about it right yeah uh i don't know though but with this 
I'm not justifying his use of the word, mm-hmm. right? But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to, what I've been fucking dealing with, what I've been uh-huh. struggling with. <laughs> Clearly. Was <laughs> when I first heard the, the verse, right? I didn't even, I didn't know he had said it. Like I didn't, I hadn't read any headlines. I just listened to the song mm-hmm. and he said it. And like we got to the, he got to the end of the verse and I was like, oh, oh shit. Whoa. He <laughs> went there. Now, again, not excusing him using the word, but I think Rick Ross got the elicited response that he was going for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, shock. And But, like, I think it's different because when Eminem would say it, I mean, Eminem just, like, his whole career was based around shock rap, shock value. That was his whole thing. Of course. So he says it, and, like... You hear him say it now, and it's like, dude, you've got, you've got children. You're a forty-something-year-old grown-ass yeah. man. You're a right. your cl- your kid is an adult. Right. You're a you're above this. Right. You're better than this. Yeah. Right. And 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 uh, Eminem gives off the vibe that he knows that he's better than mm-hmm. this. Like his whole the album before this last one was dad rap. He was talking yeah. about his daughter and all this mm-hmm. like he was talking about growing older and trying to find his place in this world right. where he's the greatest of all time quote unquote yeah. uh but he you know doesn't whatever so he knows better mm-hmm. Rick Ross is a grown ass man too and he knows better yeah but he also is a different kind of person where to me it seems like he's the kind of guy who would still say that word and not give a fuck about these headlines yeah you know what i'm saying so it's kind of like I feel like we're wasting our breath criticizing a rapper like Rick Ross yeah. because that's his whole steez in the first place. Not to say that we shouldn't hold these people accountable. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that as far as that goes, but <clears throat> I think that people are right to criticize him for that. Yeah, I don't think they should expect him to change. I don't think they should expect him to issue an apology to put out a press release and say, you know, what I said was fucked up. Yeah. Because he knows. Yeah. He, he knows. Has he to. has to know. He has it, to. But he gets a pass by the culture. Yeah. Maybe that's the issue that's, in and of itself. That's, I, I, I promise you, in my mind, that is the issue here. Yeah. Is that, you know, hip hop culture doesn't doesn't care about that. Yeah. They don't. They they find that completely normal. They they don't think that's a, a hate issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, even me slightly slightly letting him off the hook just because he's a gangster rapper is kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, because if if I don't know if a country singer were to do that, oh yeah, all hell would break loose. Yeah, imagine Celine Dion <laughs> doing that. I mean, it's fucked up, but I kind of want to hear a little bit. I want to be. I want to live bit. in that world a little and bit. see what happens. Just yeah, just I chaos. Wanna I want to see, see the chaos that ensues. Exactly, but you know, that's exactly my point. Is like, I, I feel like that. I feel like homophobia is definitely let go in the hip hop community. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's part of the course for sure for a lot of people because it's all about bravado. It's all about being the tough guy. Yeah, and as soon as you know, let's say you have a Tyler in there. Or you know, um, Frank Ocean come in, yeah, and you know, basically openly say I'm bi. People look at him different now. Mm-hmm. There, you see the comments on there saying, "Oh yeah, I used to like his music, but he's gay." Yeah, that's so, wild. That's wild. It's hard to reconcile 
um, <clears throat> homosexuality with masculinity when it comes to hip hop. Yeah. Because for years, I mean, my entire life, you're just you're just brought up with this idea of what masculinity is, mm-hmm. and especially with hip hop. I mean, and rap. A lot of the times, it's 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 blown up two or three times bigger. Right. Well, it's it's also no question or uh, no no surprise that um a lot of well hip hop itself is steeped in the black community, mm-hmm. which is also steeped in Christianity. Yeah. So, you know, we've kind of touched on this before, but that is so, so deeply anti-gay in most circumstances that, you know, it, it goes hand in hand, really. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're given an excuse because being gay is a sin, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you look at that from that, that view and you go, yeah, I'm not going to let my kid listen to Frank Ocean. He could turn him gay. You know, like <laughs> just having that kind of thought process is acceptable in in hip hop dude i've had i've had real conversations with people where they were like there's a gay agenda and they're trying to make people comfortable with homosexuals mm-hmm. and stuff and i'm like yeah they're trying to normalize homosexuality <laughs> to turn so you that, gay <laughs> i mean they're trying to normalize it so that like people aren't you know beat the shit out of <laughs> exactly. for being gay Aren't aren't pulled from trucks? <laughs> right. How about that? Like, yeah, let's. Is that cool? Can, can we, we do that? There, if there is a gay agenda, and the only thing that they want is to normalize homosexuality, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's the least that we could do <laughs> is is make it so that it's not this fucking thing. But yeah, there's there's dude there's there's I've I've spoken to real individuals. It's right. not just a meme. I've talking to real. I've spoken to real people who are like. There's this agenda, and they're trying to turn the frogs gay, gay. <laughs> and all this crazy shit. When it comes to when it comes to gay people, man, it's it's fucking wild. The kind mm-hmm. of shit that people are like, what people still believe, yeah. the the beliefs that they hold on to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually today I actually saw a tweet that kind of uh, hit home for me, and it was yeah, I'm gonna paraphrase because I have terrible memory, mm-hmm. but it said something to the effect of, you know, I was. Uh, interacting with a, a gay friend of mine and this is like a, a heterosexual dude and he's like I was interacting with a gay friend of mine and the reaction the reaction that I got from him was so surprising that I was being pleasant with him that that's all I have to know about how gay people are all treated right. yeah. uh, you know on a day to day basis by heterosexual males you know, yeah. like that's all I have to know about it by how surprised he was that I treated him like a human being. Right. You know, like that's all I got to know. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just I don't understand why people are so adamant that gay people have this agenda to like cram their sexuality down your throat. Yeah. When I mean, sure, you know, there there are gay parades and stuff and like there's celebrations and there's the, the entire thing about, you know, pride mm-hmm. and being prideful about your sexuality. Yeah. You have to understand when when the question comes up, oh, why don't straight people have pride parades about being straight? It's because our entire society is built on straight people. Yeah. You know, you, you, you see a love interest on TV. It's going to nine times out of ten be a male and female. We're just getting to the point where it's interracial. Exactly. So it's like, 
you got to understand it's the same argument that people have about like Black History Month. Yeah. Why isn't there a White History Month? Because that's every day of the year. We like some like people don't really seem to understand the only reason that there's Pride Month, Black History Month. There's only, the only reason that a marginalized group has a thing to celebrate is because for so long we told them that they should be ashamed right. of that. Be oppressed. Yeah. Oppress it. So what, what happens what happens when like a, a, a Catholic schoolgirl finally gets off on her own? They go hog wild. Right. They go out and they, they they I would say are Rum Springer are, are doing their rum springer <laughs> and going out and having a great time. Yeah. So I mean now that I'm not saying that's what happening. That's what's happening with gay people. I'm just saying, like, you can understand. You can th- uh, kind of get a parallel there with like, only now and barely are, and only in certain places too. Because mind you, like in I don't know, fucking West Virginia or something, right. y- you may still get fucked up for being gay. <laughs> Very liberal places, <laughs> right? Right, exactly. Liberal like, places are going to accept it. Exactly. Uh, um, but if you're in like the deep south or something, you may have a different story. Yeah, but only now is it kind of on a larger scale being accepted homosexuality. Yeah, so now that's accepted, do you not expect these people to celebrate that? Yeah, like uh, generationally, there's still people that were around that I'm sure like it was literally dangerous to call yourself gay. Mm-hmm. You know, only what thirty years ago, maybe. Yeah, you know, if that, if that, yeah. <clears throat> so well, and and to bring it back around now that we. Are in a society where we're trying to make it so that homosexuality is normalized to the point where we don't even address it in that way because we're like, yeah, he's gay. No, it's not a big right. deal. Because Let it go. It's he's fine. a normal person. That's not. Yeah. You know. Um, now we're at a point where you know, 10, 15 years ago, somebody saying faggot wouldn't be a big deal, especially in a rap. And now it is a big deal. Yeah. And that has a lot to do with the ever evolving culture that we're in mm-hmm. and our acceptance and um uh, uh our our uh uh that's progressivism isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's really funny that to some people liberal and progressive are bad words yeah it's really that's really fascinating to me like liberal means free Le- means like open yeah, doing as much as you right. can. Progressive right. means we're moving forward. Right. We're, pro- we're progress. Right, right. Progressing. Yeah. And yet they're like bad words. It's, it's really it, funny. It, well, you have to look at the person who's saying that, and it's it's somebody who's deeply steeped in this uh, this uh, <clears throat> this mythological like 1950s happy days uh, uh, fantasy right. of America. Yeah. And things were never like that. So. Why, why are we trying to get them back there? Yeah. Why are we trying to make America great again? <laughs> why, why is that happening? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so that, that, that's what that's about. I'd like to know people's thoughts on it. Like, you know, Rick Ross saying this word in a lyric in 2018, regardless of if he's um, a gangster rapper and doesn't give a shit about, you know, being criticized for saying mm-hmm. a word, you know, does it still hold weight? To pun intended, to mm-hmm. um, to criticize somebody like that and try to hold him accountable, even if he's gonna be like, "Fuck you guys, I don't care." Right? Oh, oh, Rose. <clears throat> so, uh, speaking of homophobic lines, jokes, things like that, uh-huh. 
we finally have <clears throat> a host for the 2018 Oscars. Yes. And if I gave you, because you already know who it is, obviously. Maybe. But if I gave someone, if I just asked a random person off the street to come in here mm-hmm. and talk on the podcast, and I gave them five minutes, okay, maybe not even that long, and just said, give me your best guesses. Yeah. I guarantee you within the first 30 seconds, yeah. they would say Kevin Hart. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. Who would you want? Who would you want? For the Oscars? Yeah, yeah. Who would you want to host the Oscars? Oh, for the Oscars, uh, I would want... Oh, that's a good one. Mm, I would want... Um, Let's see. John Stewart. Oh, that's a good one. Give me John Stewart. Didn't him and uh John Col uh John Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Didn't they host something before? I'm sure they've like hosted the Emmys or I'm something? sure they've hosted something. But I'm not sure what. <clears throat> hmm. Besides the uh, well It was the Oscars. De- yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, no, I feel like he's a he's a capable host. Yeah. Capable uh, host. He would. <laughs> I mean, we're better. <laughs> glad you we're threw. We're definitely him. better. I'm, I'm glad you threw John Stewart a bone. Uh, <laughs> Capable host. He has he, he has his bona fides. <laughs> I believe in his hosting talent. Uh, yeah, he's hit or miss. He's yeah, capable. You never know. Um, maybe Jerry Seinfeld. I think that'd be fun. Jerry Seinfeld. Because he'd be like he'd be awkward fun. You know, like I feel like he'd be very uncomfortable. Doing it? Yeah, I think he would be... I think he'd be a good balance between um, what Ricky Gervais did uh-huh. and just being like a regular MC of the show. Right. But basically what I'm saying is I'd like a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> it always needs to be comedians. I would like that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, always, it just needs to stay comedians. Yeah. You know who I'd want? I just thought about this. Because I wasn't prepared for that question. It just popped into my head. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. No, but you're in the ballpark. Yeah. You're in the ballpark. You're all straight. Yeah. Who do you think? Um, Stone Cold. No, not Stone Cold. Oh, Still in the ballpark. The Rock. Of course. The Rock. It's absolutely The Rock. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Can you imagine The Rock hosting the Oscars? That would be great. It would be amazing. Yeah. It'd be incredible. Can he lift everybody that wins? Everybody yeah. that wins. The he podium just stands the, there. The podium's like eight feet tall, so he has to actually lift them above. <laughs> Instead of Oscar statues, it's it's WWE belts. Yeah. <laughs> he oh. just lows, lays it over their shoulder. Oh, that'd be great. And they, everybody has a theme song. I'd watch that one. It's probably just the score from whatever movie they're winning. <laughs> they from. let they let people run down the the, the walkway. Uh, this, this story doesn't have a happy ending. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So Kevin Hart was, has been, uh, hired as the, uh, 2019 host of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And most people were super happy about it. I mean, you know, it's fucking yeah, just continuing the victory lap. That is, uh, Kevin Hart's career. Yeah. A comedian, as I uh, mentioned, is being <laughs> yeah. one of my preferred. There you hosts. go. So he did that at least he checked that box off. Um, as soon as he was announced, somebody wrote an article about um, how <clears throat> he shouldn't be <laughs> the host <laughs> and how he is uh, somebody who is still dealing with a lot of issues that a lot of people haven't forgiven him for. And um, 
a lot of stuff that doesn't make him quite right to be the host yeah. of the Oscars. Such a prestigious award ceremony. He shouldn't be the host of it, namely because of um, some homophobic jokes he made in a bit from 2010 and because he's been a piece of shit husband. Yeah. I think um, he'd admit as much. Yeah. And so basically he's not been the best person in the world and so this guy was like yeah i mean maybe not the best guy to pick right because uh he kind of sucks as a human being <laughs> outside of uh all of all of his hit um uh, movies and, and whatnot mm-hmm. so i've seen my movies i mean what do you think do you think that his controversial personal life should even come into the decision making when it comes to him hosting a fucking award show. Do you think that that's important? I um, I didn't at first. I didn't at first blush. I thought this was a lot of overreactions. I thought this was people kind of criticizing uh, this guy for the past again, bringing you know the the Twitter mob coming back uh, with a vengeance to to find old articles and. You know stuff. He's he's fully admitted uh, mistakes in his life. Yeah, uh, to try to discredit him. And I, after after reading a couple of articles, I I can kind of start to see the, you know, the through line as far as why people are are more upset than I I thought was acceptable at first. Well, lay it out for me. Well, yeah, you gotta understand. Like, first of all, a lot of a lot of the. Um, a lot of the people that are nominated are LGBTQ people. Um, so, well, it, not nominated, but who we think will be nominated. The Oscar frontrunners. Because nominations yes. haven't come out yet. You're right. You're right. Not nominated. The Oscar but, uh, bait movies that are probably going to get nominated. Yeah, exactly. So, the, the people that will probably <clears throat> be nominated. Um, a lot of the, the, the top contenders so far, I should say, uh, yeah. have a lot of, you know, whether they're the stars of the film or. Uh, whether they're, um, you know, I, I don't know, uh, telling a story of somebody who's LGBTQ mm. or our cast members or, or, you know, uh, people on the team. Uh, there's there are a lot of people in Hollywood that are part of that community. Yeah. And so if they're going to be presented with this award from somebody who's said some very hurtful things. Um, yeah. You know, I, I get why people are upset. Yeah, I understand. I understand why. Um, am I personally taken aback? No, not really. He's a comedian, and yeah. his job is to, as we said before, push that boundary. Uh, maybe at the time, I haven't seen exactly when he said these things. Twenty ten. Uh, Twenty ten. So yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's been almost ten years. Yeah. So, not that that's necessarily a pass, but you know, the past is the past, and if he's learned from those things and he, you know, he no longer says that anymore and he understands why that would be hurtful, you know, give him a shot, let him, let him do it. Yeah. I don't see the problem with that. People grow, people change. Yeah. Um, now if he's adamantly going, uh, you know, I hate the gays <laughs> uh, today, then I'd be like, no, you probably shouldn't be doing that. I, I mean the whole, the joke was, um, he didn't want his son to be gay. Right. And and uh, he said, like, "I'm not homophobic." Yeah, but I got no, nothing against gay people. I'm not homophobic. I'm in not any racist, way. but <laughs> right. But I don't want my son to be gay. Which okay, now on the surface, that's definitely not the best. Like if you just read that joke, you'd be like, "Whoa, 
<laughs> Whoa. Right. You piece of shit. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about this in the past, man. In the context of a stand-up routine, I think that all bets are off as long as the joke has a point. Right. That's how I feel. As yeah. long as they're saying something, like, as long as they're... You can't just walk on stage and just be like, ah, fucking gay people suck. Am I right? <laughs> and people laugh and you're like, hey, I just said it because I'm on stage. Whatever. Like It's that's- true, though. <laughs> right? right? You can't do that. I think, though, that his whole joke, I could be wrong. I could be inferring something that's not there. Mm-hmm. To me, though, the joke itself. And and I don't know Kevin Hart, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's, he's not been on the podcast. He's not a friend of the show, right? So I can't put from words in know. his mouth. From from what from what I can gather from the the bit itself and yeah. stand up in general, the joke to me seems like a play on the fact that he is an African American person, mm. brought up in a black household, brought up in probably a super Christian household, right. like we were just talking about. Yep, very. Very homophobic household. Yeah. Very homophobic community in some places. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that the punch, like, it's not a good punchline. No. It's not. Because no, the it's, joke it's, is. It's mean. <clears throat> yeah. And so, and the joke is, I'm not homophobic. I got nothing against gay people, but I don't want my son to be gay. Cue the audience laughter. <laughs> right. So, like, it's not a great punchline. No. And if like you know if if there's a nugget of truth in that joke, it's not great. Yeah. But I just don't I just don't like going down this slippery slope of holding people accountable for what they say in a performance. Mm. Like stand up, even if it's something that's pulled from your your true life, like it's a performance. You're yeah. there to make people laugh. Well, what if what if let me let me flip the table on you a little bit. Uh, what if a musician Let's not even say a rapper. Let's say just like, I don't know, some <clears throat> some indie rock group uh, made this song that has <clears throat> some some lyrics that basically read that uh, being gay is wrong. How would you feel about that? Now, I understand it doesn't really gel with much indie. <laughs> Many indie <laughs> right, groups right, to be right. like, gay is wrong. Gay is wrong. Um, gay is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, in 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 some in some weird alternate reality where that's that's kind of the norm, mm-hmm. uh, how would you feel about that? I, would I, you would you still judge them for that performance? Or I I think everything is very contextual, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> when I write a song, a lot of it is taken from personal experience, personal beliefs, but a lot of it is also also fiction. I just say stuff that I think will get a rise out of people or that I think is clever yeah, or that I think is, is just really outlandish. Mm-hmm. And like, I try to evoke like weird imagery sometimes. So it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. If a song that's written is, I think music is different from stand up. Stand up is made to entertain you and it's made to make you laugh. And I don't think, I think it's inherent to a stand-up performance that you don't take these things serious. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more serious the comedian delivers the joke, Mm -hmm. if they're good, that makes the joke even better. Yeah, The more committed they are to something so crazy, Mm -hmm. 
that it makes it, it makes it more outlandish. But I think that you're supposed to walk away from a, a stand-up performance with the thought in your head that that's not serious. He was making jokes. Right. Now, I mean, you know, again, like the stand-up comedy is also taken from that person's <clears throat> personal experience. And so if you want to judge them yeah. on the face of that. Their perspective. And- that, yeah, and that that's on you. I think if you talk to any stand-up comedian, I don't think it I have, I think some of them use it as a cop out, but yeah. most of them are just like, look, man, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. I wrote it because it's funny. Right. right I right. don't actually believe it. I just know that it'll get a rise out of this crowd yeah. and that's what I'm going for. It's a I I've heard a few comedians say this. It's, it, it you almost have a a contract as a uh, as a as a viewer. Exactly. You know that yes. you're 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 buying a ticket and you're buying a ticket to say I'm now in your hands. Right. You know, like, I'm now here for you to make me laugh. Mm -hmm. This is now funny time. This isn't serious time. This isn't time where I'm going to, you know, overanalyze everything you say and try to, you know, get a a getcha out of you. That's why a lot of comedians nowadays don't allow any filming in their their sets because they're afraid of, you know, something going viral and being taken out of context. Right. And suddenly you're not in that comedy club, but you're on the internet. Yeah. And somebody's watching you at, you know, 7.30 in the morning, having their morning coffee mm-hmm. and going, what the fuck is this guy saying? And they're only saying the one bit. Right. No context to it. They have no it. context to it. And they, they see that and you, they see you say something that could be construed as being hurtful or hateful. Yeah. And they go, what the fuck is this guy saying? Yeah. You know, and without <laughs> that context, you know, I, I, I agree with that. I think that's, that, that's something that's very important yeah. uh, to, to a comedy bit. I know it's it's a it's a very thin line that you're walking trying to, you know, you, I mean, you don't want to defend everything that a comedian says. You can't just let people go on stage and just say what whatever they want. No. But but you also there also has to be some point where we all understand, like, that was obviously a joke. Right. And I mean, well, it's like it's like pornography, right? The, the, uh, what? <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, sorry. One one track mind. Please, please elaborate. Okay, on so, how it's like so pornography. The ruling on pornography, the way that you can tell about porn, if something's pornography or not, is that you can just tell. Okay. Right. Like you can tell. You can just. You tell can just tell when something is porn and when something is you know regular film. True. Right. True. So that's that's sort of the the test that I feel a lot of comedy should go off of as well. Yeah. Is you can tell. If something is just outwardly hurtful and somebody's lashing out on stage, yeah, uh, Michael Richards, for right. instance, right? You know that clearly was beyond a joke. That wasn't a joke anymore. He flipped. He got so upset that he ended up saying some really hurtful, racist shit. Yeah, right. That was unintended. That was not part of a bit. That wasn't part of anything. Yeah, you know, he said the n word out of hate. Yeah, and that's why that wasn't okay. But, you know, you watch, uh, I hate to bring up his name because it's clearly a, you know, lightning rod right now. Um, Do it. That he took out of his pants without asking. Yeah. Um, Louis C.K. He took the lightning rod out of his pants. Yeah, without asking. Louis C.K. That's good. You know, he, um, he, he said the N-word in his act before. Yeah. And it didn't get any of that. No, it killed because yeah. it's a great joke. Right, exactly. And it, it's because it's, it's all about intention. Yeah, you know that, that that was a joke. That was clearly a joke. He wasn't saying it hatefully. Yeah, he was saying it because it was part of the joke, <clears throat> and that, therefore, I'm sure people disagree with this. Some people don't agree with this. I'm sure. Yeah, but I feel like if you, if you're a comedy fan and you understand what you're listening to, in context, that 
is completely fine. Yeah. You can tell where he's coming from with that joke. You know, that's he's not a racist. That's not where it's coming from. It's it's part of the act. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, being on stage and being a stand up comedian doesn't automatically grant you uh, sanctuary as right. if you were the you hunchback the of Notre Dame. Yeah. But it does. I think it does give you a lot of leniency. Sure. You have, think, you have enough rope to hang yourself. Yeah, with. Exactly. I think we I think as the audience member where we are supposed to give the comedian an abundant amount of rope to see where he's going to go with a joke. Yeah. And I think I think every stand-up comedian is owed the amount of time to get us there. Yeah. Now, if the joke is being gay is bad, yeah, it's not a good joke. No. Just on surface, it's not a good joke. But if there's nuance to the joke, mm-hmm. if there's a point to it where he's saying, like, I understand that there's nothing wrong with being a homosexual, but I was brought up in a way that we were taught that being gay was bad and that's why it's ingrained in my head and that's why i don't want my kid to be gay mm-hmm. i'm okay with him being gay that's the joke is that i don't want him to be gay because of my upbringing right in reality it's me i'm fine with right. it right it's 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 me being ignorant that's the funny that's part that's the joke right. right that's the joke now if right. if that's made explicit or if you if you can pick if you're watching him perform and you're like I get it I get mm-hmm. what he's trying to say yeah. I get what he's doing, then I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think that you give the the comedian that leeway to get you there. Mm-hmm. If you take it out of context and say he made homophobic jokes, fuck this guy. Yeah, I think that's kind of on you, man. Like, did you do your research? Did right. you watch the whole stand up? Like, if you did and you still pulled that. Okay, fine. That's what you pull from it. Yeah. And again, like I don't know what Kevin Hart was really intending with those jokes. I know that that's what I can infer from them because yeah. I've watched that hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I know the joke. I remember it when I saw when I read the article. I was like, oh no, they're talking about that joke. <laughs> so I knew what they uh-huh. were talking about. Um, it's just really funny because he, Kevin Hart has been blowing up for the past like three years. Oh, He's yeah. been everywhere. Oh yeah. Now all of a sudden we're bringing up a joke from almost ten years ago. Yeah. Very strange in my opinion, but well, I guess well, it's because, like you said, there's mm-hmm. so much LGBTQ uh, involvement this year that the guy was like, and it's not only that; not. it's it's the also the 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 got you uh, freaking community yeah. that's out there just hunting to find some. Suspect shit that people have said on Twitter at one point or another, yeah. or you know, on a stand-up bit or whatever, and uh, call them out for it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just trying to get uh, uh, a ball rolling. Uh, just I don't know, kind of to cause anarchy, <laughs> really, in a yeah. way. You know, like I, I understand that like there's there's a uh, people that are actually affected by this and. Uh, are actually upset about it and I, I i get why as i said at the top of this topic but i i think that a lot of it is kind of spurned from uh not necessarily people who have the best intentions you know it, it, it might just be a lot of people that are just trying to get attention themselves yeah. or, or try to just cause trouble really but i don't know yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's always going to be a thing left up to interpretation and also, um, you know, it's also going to be the the power of 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 who's in charge and and like you know I, it, is this going to cause a campaign to you know people sign a change dot org <laughs> petition to get because those always work always 
or um, is it going to be something where, uh, uh, you know, his his fans <clears throat> outweigh the the hate? The I mean, he has an abundance of fans. He's yeah. a super popular stand-up it's comedian. You know, it's true. I don't know. I don't want to continue to beat a dead horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? Why did you look at me like that? <laughs> okay, I don't get what you're talking about. Sorry, sorry. I'm trying to uh, kill two birds with one stone here oh, by trying to get us to the okay, next topic. Okay. I'm like, his name's Kevin Hart, not Kevin Horse. You idiot. Um, I mean, dude, we <laughs> we're living in a really really weird time right now man we're living in a really strange time yeah and just as we're very sensitive to the words that come out of our mouths and the intent behind those words um you had to know that an organization like PETA was going to swoop in Mm. and uh and take advantage of our our newly acquired sensitivity to speech and intent and Everything of the like. PC culture. PC culture. And so, PETA, the organization, um, I think it's, uh, fuck, I used to know what it stood for. People for the Ethical Ethical Treatment treatment of of Animals. animals. That's what it is. Nice. Thank you. Um, Highly controversial group. Very, yes, yes. Even amongst, you know, (laughs) vegans. Because they're they're full of shit most of the time. (laughs) They're kind of assholes. Yeah. Yeah. They came out with this list today. Uh, I don't know. What's today? December 5th or 4th? Whatever. Well, let's trade these off. Okay, let's. All right. You do the instead of, and I'll do this say. All right. So this is PETA's advice for us as humans going forward. What should we, what, what, what we should say, language that is sensitive to animal rights and and something something that we're, we're, we're trying to ingrain in the next generation non-hurtful words mm-hmm. that don't spur violence towards animals right so instead of saying kill two birds with one stone you may say something like <clears throat> feed two birds with one scone right right that sounds good what about instead of saying be the guinea pig Maybe you could say... Be the test tube. Be the test tube, right? Uh, Instead of saying, uh, beat a dead horse. Feed a fed horse. Feed a fed horse. That's that's good. That's good. I like that one. What about, mm, bring home the bacon? Bring home the bagels. That's good. That's good. Bring home the bagels. I like it. What I, 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 I like this one in particular. Take the bull by the horns. Take the flower by the thorns. (laughs) And that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. You have a lot of alternatives. And see, what you need to do is be clever enough to take the same phrase and then kind of rhyme it a little bit. And if you can't do that, just try to get it as close to the context as possible. You got to take the flower by the thorns. You got to take the flower by the thorns, you know. Instead of taking the bull by the horns, take the flower by the thorns. Stop rapping. I hate this. That's awful. I hate this so much. Look, we're all for the ethical treatment of animals, okay? That's what this podcast is based on, right? It's right up there in the mission statement. Drink beer, have a good time. Treat animals nicely. (laughs) (laughs) Be good to animals. Be good to animals. 
That's what we're all about here. But this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you know, a part of me thinks that this is just a big PR move to get their name out. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. PETA is an organization that people think is run by a bunch of hippy-dippy, loony birds. Mm-hmm. Sorry, birds. <laughs> uh, and it's loony not. Loony bagels. It's not. It's run by people who are super smart and super fucking savvy. And they know, they knew that this shit was going to go viral. Yeah. They knew it. Yeah. Don't be fooled by the PETA Twitter account. Mm-hmm. They are not stupid. The people who run PETA's social media are not stupid. They jump on hashtags. They jump on things that happen in the news. Yep. They know what's going viral. They got their finger on the pulse and they jump in there. They're like the fucking... Um, uh, 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 the the Baptist Church, which was the one, oh, the super yeah, yeah. hateful Baptist. Yeah, yeah, church. I know what you're talking about. Uh, that. Um, not to say that Peter's like super hateful, but what I'm saying is like they know how to how to how to poke and prod. Yeah, you know, they know the pressure points. Yeah, and 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 this is the kind of shit that they do on a on a near daily basis, but we just don't pay attention because the shit doesn't get this ridiculous. Yeah, but this one this one kind of takes the cake. Yeah, you know. And it's just like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to do that for multiple reasons. For one, fucking bulls don't <laughs> hear what we're saying about them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're just not going to do that because they don't give a shit. No. The other thing is I think PETA and I think us as a society as a whole we have bigger problems than 200-year-old sayings. Yeah. When I'm, I'm, you know, just where I'm going to change my... Feed two birds with one scone? Fuck scones! <laughs> I don't even eat scones. I'm not going to feed them to birds. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. This is fucking crazy. We, we have... We have bigger... Uh, tofu to fry. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that one, you could add that to the list. Mm. That's why you write, buddy. Mm-hmm. That's why you write. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Ugh. Yeah, they. you know, we're just... I, I get, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go... I don't go, think anybody's going to do that. No. No one's going to do and, that. And that's the thing. Like, it's... It went viral... Because things like this will go viral, and it's been a a resounding no (laughs) from everyone else, even you know vegetarians and vegans. It's like that's the least of our concerns. Right, is the language that we use when it comes to animals. Like, I get and respect and am kind of fascinated by um, the words that we use and how they uh, change our. Uh, our behavior and things like that right but how many times have you fucking said take the bull by the horns (sighs) not much (laughs) nobody talks not much no one talks like that (laughs) i gotta be honest not much okay and do you if your child if i say to my kid hey bud we're gonna gonna go we're gonna go to school but at the same time, we're going to pick up your mom from her yoga class. See, 
son, we're going to kill two birds with one stone, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next day, he bashes a pigeon's head in (laughs) with a rock because I said that phrase. I got bigger problems than the words that I used. Okay? Yeah. It's fucking Looney Tunes, man. (laughs) What is going on? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I agree. I'd I'd send him straight to the Michael Myers prison. What? What? (laughs) What? Oh, what? No. what? I've had one too many of these. Yep. Like, All right. Let's close this baby these, out. <laughs> Let's close this baby out. We got close shop. All right. So tonight's brew was from uh, Goose Island. It's Aww. a bourbon barrel aged stuff. Can, can we not have Goose Island anymore? <laughs> no. Does that have to just be island beer? <laughs> not from like geese don't live there anymore? Geese don't live there anymore. The gooses? They're in a sanctuary. Uh, it's a bourbon barrel aged stout. It's been aged in this bottle since 2015. Yeah. We had it in honor of Obesius's 30th birthday. What did you think of this imperial stout? Oh, buddy, um, that's a, it's a flavorful punch to your palate. Uh, yeah. And I mean that in the best way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, I got. I got so many, so many flavors out of that. I can't even pinpoint all of them. Yeah, I got a little bit of uh, chocolate in there. Yeah. Um. The thing that I think feel I feel like was at the very tip of the tongue was definitely the boozy uh, bourbon flavor, smoky boozy bourbon. Yeah, is one of the strongest things I pulled out of that, which I like. But I think I do think that that flavor was a little overpowering. However, it didn't stop from the rest of those flavors coming out eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it. I obviously wouldn't do this every day because this is a one and only bottle that I have. Um, <laughs> but uh, that being said, I loved it. I I'm gonna give it a five point five. I thought it was worth the wait. Ooh, five point five. Uh, Complex but tasty and very boozy. I like I like what you're talking about there, mate. Mm-hmm. I like what you're talking about. Uh, I'm I'm gonna agree mostly. Um, very pungent flavor. Absolutely. Uh, very 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 pungent smell. Um, it's 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 what they say you're gonna get. You're gonna get. And I remember us or me saying, like. If you want anything above a four, then you are going to have to deliver what you say on the packaging is the thing that we're supposed to get, right? Yeah. Remember we talked about, I think it was like an episode or two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want anything above a four. Those individual flavor. Right. uh, If you put that on the thing, on the label. You got to taste them. Then we, yeah, we got to get that. Like, I don't want to have to search for it. Like, you're advertising it, so I better get it. And it better be well-balanced with whatever kind of beer you made with it and the alcohol content. Like, everything's got to flow really well. Yeah. And I'll say that this achieved that. Yeah. The only problem I have with it, I think, is maybe as far as a drinkability. I'll talk shit. Talk shit now. (laughs) As far as its drinkability, maybe not as uh as 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 big as other imperial stouts that we've had uh-huh. 
yeah. Marshall Zukov, for instance, I could drink that over and over and over yeah. again. This one was maybe a little too pungent. Maybe yeah. that's just me personally. Well, that's but that's the um, that is that boozy quality I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know that that bourbon flavor is like very forward. Yeah, it's there. It's there. You get it as soon as yeah. it touches your lips. Yep. And you know we shared a pint. Just mm. to kind of get the taste of it. I don't know if I could have taken down an entire pint by myself. Hmm. Yeah. I probably could have. That's a lie. I'm sure but, you could have. Um, I think I think I might have gotten tired of it by the before I ended it. Okay. So for that reason, I'm gonna give it a five. Okay. It's still incredible. <clears throat> it's still in that five range. Not mm. trying to shit on it from a flavor aspect. I just think maybe I don't see you drinking more than one of those. Absolutely not. Maybe. Huge maybe, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I don't see you drinking, I don't see you knocking down. No. Those are going to sit in your fucking fridge for a while. Specialty. Yeah. 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 This is not one of those things that you you just you just drink casually. No. You can't kick those back. Drink them for maybe a 30th birthday. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Save them for four years yeah. or whatever. There you go. Yeah. So, a 5.5 for you, my friend. A 5 for me. This has been the One Baron Podcast. My name is Marco Dupa. That is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. I'm so old. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe. Follow our pages. Do all that jazz. It's a podcast. You love it. You enjoy it. We love you too. And have a beautiful evening. Yeet this week. Yeet that.